Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We've got an amazing show today. I'm biased because I wrote this one. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it by myself. I've only got one of you on camera. James, good to see you. Welcome. I, uh, where's everyone else? I know we have people watching on Facebook, Jasmine, Brenna, Judy, Ryan. If anyone's able to turn their camera on, we're going we're gonna to have some fun today. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you're here. If, you wanna, if you're on Facebook and you want to jump over to the live Zoom and be on camera so we can actually engage, because I'd love to see some interaction this morning, go to agentpowerhuddle.com, agentpowerhuddle.com. Or if you are uh, watching this recording later on or listening to this recording, you can always go 8 a.m. in the morning, West Coast time, to Agent Power Huddle. All right, so we're going to dive in. Today is the, uh, the seven mistakes to avoid from lead to closing. This is a topic that I have trained, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 times over the years. So in case you don't know my background, I've run sales teams for the last 15 years. Um, I've run teams of as small as four agents, as big as 21 agents. And this is a training I've done called Converting Leads to Clients. I've done this thing every time I onboard a new group of agents to my sales team, we do the same basic platform. So for those of you who have done real estate for, I don't know, a year, two years, six years, 10 years, some of the things I cover, you're going to find you're like, I get that. I know that. But there might be some foundational building blocks that you're doing in the wrong order that you've never realized it was wrong. Because there's no right or wrong in real estate, right, Travis? I got Travis got a camera on. I appreciate you being here. There's no right or wrong in real estate, but there's certain ways that make things more efficient. So how many of you guys know my story that I, uh, I took an entire year off 2013, 2014, and I went and lived in Thailand. Anyone know that story, right? I took a year off, lived in Thailand and I didn't work. I basically took a year off and I worked one hour a week for an entire year. And I came back with more money than I left with. I still sold houses in San Diego, even though I was living in Thailand, right? My wife and I wanted to have an adventure before we had kids. But the only way we're able to do that is because I'm a systems guy. And I believe that duplicatable systems bring duplicatable results. If you haven't heard me say that, if you've heard me say it a million times, write it down again. Duplicatable systems bring duplicatable results. So today, what I'm going to show you is a system to take a lead and turn them into a client and a client into a closing. And we're going to focus a little more on the buyer side, but I'll show you how it transitions and does relate to the listing side as well. Because inventory has been low these days, right? Inventory is low. A lot of us have shifted. Even if you historically work with a lot of buyers, you're shifting to work with sellers. So I'll kind of show you how this reconciles. Any questions, comments, or anything before we jump into this today, guys? I got 26 minutes to rock. We feeling good? All right, cool. Again, I'm going to give a little little uh, shout out to anybody with their camera on because I'd love to see you guys today because I've got something I want to try to do midway through this thing. And you might want to, you might turn your camera off when you get to that point, but if we have cameras on, it'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, we're going to dive in. This is uh, seven mistakes to avoid from lead to closing. Travis, you can see my screen. James, you can see my screen. Perfect. Oh yeah. So we can see your, we can right. see your screen. Yeah. Seven mistakes Absolutely. to avoid lead to closing. And I really adapted this presentation guys from something about converting leads to clients. So I'm going to point out where the mistakes are. I didn't used to teach this as seven mistakes. I just thought that made a good headline, right? If you were to watch a show that was called Converting Leads to Clients, that's not nearly as exciting as this one, seven mistakes to avoid from leads to clients. So I'm going to try to make sure we count seven, but don't, don't, don't fact check me. Maybe there'll be more than seven. Maybe there's less. All right. So here's where we start. Phases of decision-making. How many of you guys have heard before ART, the phases of decision-making? We've gone over this like 
six, eight months ago, but in case you've never heard it, I want to break it down because this is truly important at a top level for everything we're going to go over today. You have to understand how people make decisions. This gentleman over here looks very serious. This is how most of your clients feel internally, even though they're probably smiling at you. So here's the phases. And Travis, I'm going to engage with you because I can see on camera. Have we gone over ART before? Have we gone over these phases? You can nod your head or thumbs up. Travis says, no, we have not. Perfect. So phase number one, phase number one, and we've got uh, aspirational. And these phases come from, I give credit to both Jesse Bedoin from Call Action and my buddy Long Doan uh, out of Minnesota. One of them created this. I don't know who, but they created these phases. When you first start out to make a decision, any decision, whether you could be buying a pack of gum, buying a car or buying a house. Okay, it could be a small decision or a big one. You start out in the aspirational phase. That means you just start like, you're, you're kind of the idea of like, hey, someday it would be cool to move, right? Someday it would be cool to move. And the reason this is important is because as we go through these phases, the way you're going to approach a buyer or seller is going to be different if they're in a different phase. So if they're in the aspirational phase, meaning someday it'd be cool to move, you're going to talk to them in a different way. Most online leads for at least buyers, if you're getting like a Facebook lead, or a Google pay-per-click lead, start out in this aspirational phase about 18 months before, 16 to 18 months before they actually turn into a closing on average. If you're talking seller leads, it's even longer. People start out 18 to 24 months in advance going to like, what's my home worth sites? You guys ever get a lead on the seller side and they're like, uh, you know, they, they request their home valuation, you call them or you text them, they're like, I didn't ask for that. Of course they asked for it. They just didn't expect someone to reach out to them because they're still in the aspirational phase. They were just playing on Facebook and they're like, maybe cool to move someday, but you better believe they are thinking about moving. They're just really early on. Phase two is research. It goes from aspirational to research. So when you go here, this still on the seller side might be someone looking at like, what's my home worth, right? They might be getting really serious now about it, or they're literally looking at comps in a neighborhood. They're looking for what's sold recently. They're looking at values. On the buyer side, they're researching schools. You guys get what the research phase is. Most of the leads that you come into, except for the really early on ones, by the time someone picks up the phone to call you, reaches out, DMs you, they're typically in the research phase or they're in the transactional phase. Transactional phase means they're ready to do business in the next 60 to 90 days or less. Okay. If someone's doing business, you get a sign call from in front of a property. You get, a, uh, you get a, uh, um, an open house walk-in. Open house walking could be any of these phases, right? Someone in an open house could be aspirational, research, transactional. But if they start talking seriously, like they're looking to buy, that's transactional. You get a seller who's a, a come list me call, right? Hey, you were referred to me by so-and-so. want to go take a listing. That's transactional. Or maybe you get leads from a platform called Homelight. Does anyone get leads from Homelight? They have a lot of really good seller leads. They, they pay a referral fee at closing, no other fees. Most home light seller leads are really good because they are transactional. Does this make sense, guys? Like you want to have aspirational leads because they're going to fill your pipeline later. You want to have the research phase, but transactional is where everyone's going to. You need a transactional person to actually buy or sell the house. Someone type in the box, come off mute. Tell me, are we tracking? Because good at, at the top level, because I need you to understand this before I can move on. Travis now is nodding his head. I'll take that as an affirmative. Cool. And Zach, if people are commenting on Facebook, Josh, Thanks for being here. Love it. Um, all right, cool. Let's see here. Let's roll forward. Here's the step one. And it's a simple step process. So the lead arrives. If we're talking a, a buyer lead, it could be at an open house. If it's a seller lead or a buyer lead, it could be online. It doesn't really matter the source. The only thing that matters is to start to recognize what phase they're in. Are they A, R, T? 
Okay. So the step one, first thing you're going to do is build rapport. Right now, I'm going to put, take off my screen share and show you again. Those of you watching video, it is very tough to build rapport with those of you that I cannot see or hear. Like literally impossible. I could talk about Leticia's purple shirt and be like, it's a cool purple shirt she's got in her, in her stock, in her, in her, there she is. She's at the gym. Now I see immediately she turns on her camera. I can now build a rapport. You're like, she's at the gym, I assume, or she's doing a surgery with her mask. I'm not sure. I, I can probably get, probably the gym is my guess. Josh turned on his camera. There we go. Josh has got a hoodie. He's got you know, writing behind him on the board. I'm like, Josh, dude, what are you crushing it with some sort of project? You got like all this writing going on, right? Josh from Phoenix, uh, the, the marketing platform to help people set up KV core, uh, amazing marketer, good dude. Okay. Travis is driving. I can start to find ideas and things in commonality. This is not a training on rapport. But can you guys see immediately how hard it is to build rapport with someone if they're in a vacuum? But if you get any sort of feedback on anything, now I can start to build rapport. Is this making sense, guys? So your intro and a script, and I'm going to give you a script in a minute. Your intro, oh, Josh is in space now. I like it, Josh. Okay. Your intro is all about building rapport. The goal of the intro is to get out of the intro. You want to build rapport in 30 seconds or less. We have other trainings on that. I can do a separate one in a few weeks, but you don't know how to build rapport. You got to learn to do that and got to do it quickly. The basic idea is mirroring and matching, but I'll give you a script you can use in a second that'll have a basic intro. The second thing you want to do is establish timing and motivation. So you build rapport and you establish timing and motivation. There are all sorts of ways you're going to establish timing and motivation. There's a script that Tom Ferry teaches called LP Mama. Not going to go into what it is because I never remember what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I don't know why. Some people love it. I've got my own questions that I'll show you in a sec that establish timing and motivation. You need LP okay. Mama, Jesse. What was that, Josh? You need LP Mama. It's location, price, motivation, agent, mortgage, appointment. There we go. Thank you, Josh. I knew okay. someone would know it. I don't. I don't teach that one. So, I don't, but I know it exists. Some of you have heard LP Mama, but that's that's establishing timing and motivation. However, you do it. I'll give you questions in a second. My version of it. My version, Josh. It came from Craig Proctor Coaching, circa two thousand four. Guess what? Nothing's really changed in buyer psychology since 2004, the methodology they search in. And so when you're establishing timing and motivation, guys, if you're talking to an online lead, and when I say talking, it could be texting, it could be talking, it could be video conferencing, it could be face-to-face. -face. No, it doesn't matter the method, but once you recognize where they're at, if they are aspirational, meaning they're not going to move for like a year and a half, you're going to ask them different questions than you would ask someone who called you off a sign, right? You're still going to get to the bottom of timing and motivation. But if you ask someone who's just dreaming about moving and you go, Hey, LP mama, tell me where you're going to move. What's what, all that's like, they're like, dude, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. Right. That's why you're going to take a different approach. But at a high level, the goal is to figure out their timing and motivation. That's why this is a duplicatable system. Next, you're going to give them a compelling reason, which I call a gold brick. Okay. A compelling reason for the next step, which is either setting an initial buyer consultation or a listing appointment. And listing appointments need to be either face-to-face -face or Zoom these days. Either one's acceptable, but you ain't going to get hired over the phone. You ain't going to get hired from sending them a video of your marketing presentation and then saying, call me if you like it, we'll do biz, right? You're going to set some sort of appointment. You guys get this already, but a lot of you on the buyer side, get this out of order. You start showing houses, you start doing other things. That's, one, that's mistake number one. And I'll go deeper into that. But just know this is a system and a reason. So let's go first into this compelling reason, this gold brick. Why do we call it a gold brick? Anyone know why we call this thing a gold brick? People listening to the podcast are screaming in the silence of their headphones. They're like, I know it, I know it. Okay, here's why they call it the gold brick. Who wants to role play with me? Do you have a very easy 
easy side. All you got to do is say yes or no. I got Josh Ogie. Who wants to role play? Josh. All right. Josh is in. Okay, Josh, ready? Ready. I've got a gold brick in my office. And if you don't really believe I have a gold brick, because I don't have one physically here, I have a silver brick around the corner, but let's say it's a bag of money. I just like picturing a gold brick because a gold brick is pretty heavy. You know how much a gold brick weighs? It's like, I don't know, a couple pounds. You know how much it's worth? What's your guess? $3,265.43. Yeah, is that, is that it? I know. I think it's a couple hundred. I think it's a couple hundred. Typically, <laughs> gold bricks are like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Got this thing worth a couple hundred thousand dollars sitting on my desk. If you came, because Josh doesn't live in San Diego, if you came to San Diego and you could get here faster than the Ogie, you can have this gold brick. No strings attached. No one knows it's there. So it's not taxable. You don't have to pay any taxes on it. No one's going to come chasing after you. I didn't steal it. This is my gold brick. I own it. Truly no strings attached. You can come here, you can have it and get a couple hundred thousand dollars. How quickly would you be at my office in San Diego, Josh? As soon as the flight's booked, maybe even just get in the car and drive. Okay. What is it, 12 okay. hours for me, eight hours. When you can craft an irresistible offer that feels like that gold brick. Thank you, Josh. That's all I needed, right? When you craft an irresistible offer that is that clear and you remove the threat and you illustrate value. Hear what I did? I removed the threat. No one's coming after you. You don't have to pay taxes. Then the value I established, the gold brick is worth $200,000, 300, whatever it is. If you remove the threat and add value, people will take whatever you have to offer in an instant. I'll snap with my right hand, apparently like that. You guys get this? Okay. That is the gold brick. So when we're following this initial step here, whether it's a buyer or seller, it doesn't matter. You're going to build rapport, establish timing and motivation, give them a compelling reason, which you now will remember as a gold brick for whatever your next step is. And in my world, the next step, if it's a buyer, initial buyer consultation, if it's a seller, it's a listing appointment. Okay. Here's phase two here. Here's the scripts that I use. And we'll drop these links into the show notes later. If you guys want to, Zach, you want to drop them into the chat. It's bit.ly, so bit.ly slash universal script. Here's what the, uh, the script looks like. Can you guys see this script on my screen? Yeah. Josh, you can see it. I'm not sure what screen shares up. Yeah, okay, cool. This is my universal callback script. You see at the top, it says realtor.com. I got to edit that because frankly, we don't buy a lot of realtor.com leads anymore. Anyone who buys them, as long as we're getting return on investment, more power to you. Um, the ROI has dropped off a lot on realtor.com over the, over the years. Sorry, realtor.com. Um, but you, you, you guys sell our leads like a thousand times over. That's a separate conversation. I used to be a speaker for realtor.com. I'm very, very, very biased uh, that I used to love what they did. And then they kind of killed the program and, and if you guys still get ROI, good for you. I dropped them. So uh, this is a script we'd use. I don't need to go through the detail for the sake of timing. You can read it. You guys know how to read a script, but you can see the questions, the intro, the idea of the intro is to get out of the intro. Here's the section of getting timing and motivation questions. This is a buyer script. I have a different script on the show in a second as a seller script. Okay. So that's that one. Let's go back over here and let's pull up the next one. All right. Let's share my screen again. And for the sake of time, because this is only a 30 minute training, that's why I'm not doing a detailed training on that script, guys, but I can do it if you need one on a separate call. Transactional seller script. So this is a, call, this is a buyer script that I showed you that frankly works for aspirational buyers, research buyers, transactional buyers. I use that script for everything. If they truly are aspirational, all you do is you tweak the intro instead of saying, Hey, I got your, you know, Hey, I got your, your call about one, two, three main street. Do you have any questions or you want to take a look at it? Cause that's a transactional intro for a buyer. If you're doing an aspirational buyer, you're going to say something more like, 
Hey, you know, you saw you're poking around on a website. Are you, are you just, uh, are you just browsing or was there something specific you're looking for? You're going to allow them to give you the, the, the default no, which is I'm just browsing. You're taking it right out of taking the power right out of their hands. Are you just browsing or is there something you're looking for? No, I'm just browsing. Cool. When you, when you, I mean, my wife and I love poking around online. When, when, when you're looking online, what, what type of stuff you look at, right? If you ever did make a move somewhere in the future, you know, years from now, whenever, like what's your dream house look like? That's an aspirational intro. Does that make sense guys? Okay. Transactional seller script. This is for most seller leads I find are closer to the transactional phase by the time they get to you, unless you're using like a, uh, a platform like a street text or some other system that generates what's my home worth leads or other like uh, earlier on calls to action, you may have some aspirational research sellers, but most seller leads you come in contact with probably are transactional. So here's the, the link to that one is bit.ly slash TAC seller script, which is the agent, TAC stands for the agent collective, right? That's our group at EXP is the agent collective. This is open any agent, any company though, no sales pitch, just no registration. Just go ahead and grab these scripts, TAC seller script. And to give full credit where credit is due, I stole this script, like literally stole it from David Stites. He gave it to me, so I didn't steal, I guess, but like it is, it is fully R&D'd. I tweaked it a little bit, but it is mainly, here's a transactional intro. Hey, Josh, it's Jesse. Uh, I'm the preferred agent for Homelight in Encinitas. I got your request. You're looking for uh, info on potential selling your home. Is that correct? Straight through the door, transactional intro. If it's like an old Z buyer lead, anyone's buy Z buyer leads, those are people who are looking for a cash offer on their house, but maybe like a year ago, two years ago. Okay, here's a, an intro I do for those. Hey, Josh, it's Jesse, Live Love San Diego Homes. We connected a while back when you were thinking about making a move. Just curious, you still thinking about selling your home? Something to revive old leads. If it was really an aspirational person, hey, you got the request for the value on your home. Just wanna let you know I already popped that in the mail to you or you know, sent an email to you with the value. Um, I just want to make sure you got it and see if it made sense to you, right? I know you're not necessarily looking to make a move now. I just want to make sure the info I sent is making sense. That's more of an aspirational intro. And you run through this list of questions, timing, motivation, learning all about them, getting to your gold brick, right? This making sense, guys? Cool. Got about 10 minutes. Taylor, welcome to the call. I like your little kiddo. Um, all right, I'm going to keep rolling. But if we need an energy break, I have an idea that I want to start doing. So if I need it now, are you guys ready for an energy break or do we need to keep, or should we keep rolling? Josh says energy break. All right, hold on, Josh. This is an idea that those of you on camera, if you want to shut your camera off, you are welcome to, because I don't want anyone to feel self-conscious, but I hope you keep your camera on. So I was at a Tony Robbins event in Dallas a few weeks ago. And uh, I noticed that energy and the state you are in dramatically impacts the way that you take in information. Has anyone noticed that? You feel like junk. You don't feel good. Information seems crappy. You feel really good. You're like, dude, I'm going to run through a brick wall. I love this. Okay. So if you've never been to a Tony Robbins event, this is not a Tony Robbins moment, but I am pulling from his playlist. So for 30 seconds, for 30 seconds, 30 seconds only, we're going to do something brand new. We're trying it out as an experiment called the agent power huddle power up. So we got 30 seconds. I want you to dance like your little heart. Didn't have a care in the world. Put your arms up, do whatever you need to do. Right. Watch you keep to start going. We got 30 seconds. I'll shut it off. I'll shut your camera off. You're self conscious. I don't care. Right, whatever you guys want to do. We got 30 seconds. Here we go. Come on. There you go, Taylor. Dancing. There we go. Let's use the dancer with the gym. Thank you, Yogi. I love it. All right, cool. That's it. That's it. That's all I needed. That's all I needed, guys. Just a quick little boost. You feeling better? We're good. All right, let's keep rocking. You can tell me later if we should never do that again if you liked it. I have no idea. I just thought that would be fun. That's my weird. I think we should always do that. We should always do that. All right, cool. 
that was a weird idea I had like, you know, four in the morning a few days ago. All right, let me find my app now with the uh, converting leads. Here we go. Boom. Moving along. I got to get catch my breath. That's the only challenge with that. <laughs> All right. A lot of good material here. It says uh, a lot of gift material there. Thank you, Zach. I like it. Zach's, Zach's always looking for gifts to, to make. Put back my screen share. Boom. All right. So that, that's it for the step one, by the way, guys. Here, just to recap, step one, build rapport, time innovation, gold brick. Next step. Here's the scripts we used. Quick note. Sometimes we use showing more homes, right? If you're already at an open house or opening the door of a listing, if it's like a sign call, uh, or like maybe you're sending them a list of properties. We use that as part of the reason to take the next step with us, right? If you guys have ever been on the phone with someone, this is mistake number two that some of you are making. You're on the phone with someone, you're talking to a buyer and you're like, yeah, I can totally open that property for you. Or, oh, I can send you a list of properties. And that's just part of the reason, guys, okay? If you are using that as your only reason, you need to illustrate additional value or else you're just a glorified door opening monkey. Yes, I did call some of you glorified door opening monkeys. No offense to any agents at any specific companies. It's not you. I'm just in general saying you got to be different than all other agents. Okay. I had uh, a coach once who told me we do things that other agents can't or won't. So write that down, put it on a post-it, put it on your forehead. We do things that other agents can't or won't. When you illustrate that gold brick in a way, and I'll show you the gold brick that we use. Here's what I say. Josh, tell me how this sounds. One thing we specialize in is helping to break down the process step-by-step. Step. So in addition to everything in the MLS, we have some unique strategies to find off-market properties that are very different than what most agents do. We can also go over what to do, and more importantly, the mistakes to avoid when going through your home search. Does that sound helpful to you? Very personalized. I didn't even personalize it. That was, I read it right off the screen. I got six different ways I can personalize this. If anyone wants my list of gold bricks for different personality styles, DISC, analytical, early on buyers, seasoned buyers, investors, I got a list of gold bricks to tailor it in any which way you want. And when you get good with this, guys, you will tailor this on the fly. But if all you do, if you're on the phone with a buyer, is read what I just said word for word. I will not read it again for the sake of time. It's on the screen, right? I'll put a link to it. You can get this notes wherever you need it. DM me, whatever you need. Like, just commit this to memory. Say this thing out loud six times a day, every day for a week. You'll have it memorized. If you can say this to a buyer, you see how it hits a little bit of something for everybody? Isn't this a good gold brick, right? You agree, Josh? It's a good one. That's why it's the universal gold brick that I use. All right. So if you got your screenshots, we'll move on. Initial buyer consultation. This is step two. This could also be a listing appointment. And we do have gold bricks for, for sellers, by the way, but I'm not going to cover that today. I just want to give you the framework. You guys can start to plug in your own stuff. So here's, again, I said this was number one mistake that most of you are making. You are running around like chickens with your head cut off, showing houses and doing research for buyers before you actually get hired. So you book an appointment. Step two is to set an initial buyer consultation. We haven't gotten hired yet. I'm not going to do a lot of work. I'm going to first build rapport. I'm going to reestablish timing and motivation. Those of you who have done real estate for any amount of time, you know, what you hear face-to-face -face is dramatically different than what they told you on the phone. On the phone, they say, they're ready to buy a house. You get there in person. Turns out they have a bankruptcy, right? They haven't worked in six months. And they're like, I hope I can do this someday or vice versa, right? Who knows? And then the third step is when you're really face-to-face -face on Zoom or in person, you want to learn what's really important to the client. Okay, then we're going to educate them on how we work and give them a compelling reason for the next step, which is getting hired. Okay, You then work together to find them a home, which begins with them signing a buyer agency agreement. If we're talking sellers, this is all the exact same stuff, by the way. You guys realize that? Listing appointment, build rapport, reestablish timing motivation, 
Learn about what's really important to the client. Educate them on how we work. Give a compelling reason for being hired as their listing agent. I've got a script for the initial buyer consultation that I'm not going to go over today for the sake of time. We have old agent power huddles recorded on the buyer consultation. And if it's been too long, I'll do another one. We've got them recorded on the listing presentation. Just check our YouTube channel. Otherwise, we can, uh, um, you know, I'll message us. We'll, we'll get them to you. And I can do them again if we need a new version. All right. Lender pre-qualification note. If a buyer is not pre-qualified yet, it's possible. And, and if it's possible to have them talk to our lender before the buyer consultation, uh, do it, book it. This is not a requirement, right? My rule is I'll meet anyone one time without asking too many questions first, right? I don't want them to jump through hoops. What this means is guys, if you're talking on the phone to a buyer and right, Jesse said, well, first step is book a face-to-face. If they really want to go see a house and they, and like they're a realtor.com lead, a Zillow lead, a sign call, and they want to go see that house, just go show it to them. Just go show them one house one time without getting pre-qualified and not make them jump through hoops. You're going to make a lot more money just doing that. And then set the initial buyer consult after that. Does this make sense, guys? Right? There's something got to watch out for here. And I only got four minutes. So I want to make sure I get through the rest of it. We, we used to call it a Pop-Tart. Anyone work a lot of online leads know what a Pop-Tart is? Right? Pop-Tart is someone who calls in on 123 Main Street. You, uh, you go show them 123 Main Street. You open the door. They run through it in about three and a half minutes and they're gone. And you're like, I just drove 30 minutes each way in traffic to go see you. And you were there for three minutes and you're gone. That sucks. That's a Pop-Tart. That's why you try to illustrate more value and book that initial buyer consultation prior to showing that appointment. But if, you, if they got to go see the property, when you're standing there before they run out the door screaming that like they didn't like the house and they throw the baby out with the bathwater, no offense, Taylor, I love your baby. I'm just using that, that phrase, right? Before Taylor, was, if you can't see Taylor on camera, she's holding her baby on her lap. But um, you get associated with the listings you're showing, guys. So if they hate the house, they're sometimes going to eliminate you as well. We don't want them to eliminate us. We are not the houses we are showing. We are human beings and our goal is not to sell them a house, it's to find them the right house to understand their needs. So any questions, you guys stop me, let me know. I'm going to roll through this for the last three minutes though. So that's the lender pre-qualification note. If they're in a really low price point, by the way, lower than median or just low for the area and, or you just get some red flags that they're telling you on the phone, you're just like, I don't know if they can qualify. Book your initial buyer consultation a couple days in advance so that they have time to connect with your lender. So you don't waste time. As you do real estate longer, that is a spidey sense you develop that you're like, I don't think this person's worth my time. I just think Mistake number three, I'm only up to my third mistake here. Agents oftentimes make people jump through too many hoops before they meet them, right? So err on the side to just go ahead and meet them. Use safety, use caution. Obviously, don't go to meet strangers without letting someone know where you are. Check their background. Be safe, guys. This is between COVID and personal safety that takes that trumps anything else that, that I have to teach you. All right, last couple steps here. The buyer agency agreement. How many of you guys are using buyer agency agreements? Raise your hand. Why is no one's hand up? Okay, only two of you. Holy smokes. How many of you would list a house without a listing agreement? Anybody? Raise your hand loud and proud. If you know, you never would. Why the heck do we work with buyers without a buyer agency agreement? I have no idea. I don't have time to convince you this morning. Just know that you get burned enough times. And I don't mean they're trying to burn you. If someone wants to burn you, we, we, all our buyer agency agreements are cancelable. I'll let them out. I just mean because you did not take the time to educate them on how you work, right? If you take the time to educate, and by the way, Janice, who raised her hand, was on my team years ago. So of course she uses buyer agent agreements because I beat this into her head. Thank you, Janice. Right? Like, don't work without a net. It's just about education then. It's about educating. But the, the buyer agency agreement, guys, is a byproduct of educating them on the home buying process. Your goal is not to persuade them or push them to sign the contract. It's to educate them 
And the logical conclusion is they hire you. Okay. That's what you're doing. Your job, you're supposed to just do an amazing job of getting them a good deal on a perfect house. And when they understand that, they're going to ask you to, to, to work with them. They're going to be, will you hire me? Okay. Last couple of steps, converting clients to closings. These ones are quick. I only got a minute. So we're wrapping up right here. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to burn through this. Zach, will you schedule this for next time I'm teaching, whether it's next Tuesday or a couple of Tuesdays? I want, to, I want to give you guys a teaser, but I'll go deep through this next time. When you go show houses, I call this Jesse's magic car ride. These days you want to ride separately, but like you can see some things that we do. Some really, this is a, this is a system, duplicatable system on showing houses. Over here, buyer consultation numbers two. If you're not writing strong offers or you can't find a home that works for them, I'll give you guys a system for how to get them writing stronger offers. Okay. And then we'll go through as well, getting offers accepted. There's a, something called the offer strategy session. I'll give you guys, this is apparently an hour long training. We'll give you guys the, uh, the offer strategy session. This is a duplicatable system on how to get your clients writing strong offers and get those offers accepted. Okay. Next thing we have, last step is going to be inspections. We got systems for that. And then we've got closing, how to make sure you generate referrals. This will be a part two. That was a little teaser. Was this useful stuff today, guys? Do you like this? Even those of you who've been doing real estate for a long time, Travis, Craig, did you, is there something you picked up out of this? Is this still helpful? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, guys, that's our training. Thank you for being here. I hope this is good. I tried to talk as slow as I could to get through all that information. But if you have questions, message me. If, someone, if you're a guest and someone invited you to Agent Power Huddle, ask them, go message them and say, hey, will you get me this stuff from Jesse? They'll, they'll come track it down for you. So guys, thank you for being here. Have a wonderful day. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jesse. Guys, no worries, James. Thank Have you. a good day. You too. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.